go. Okay, I, now I just lost the thing. Here we go. Oh no. Which one did I do? What do you call? What do you get when you cross a goat and a computer? Yes. Um, I again, I don't know. Okay, here we go, Robin. Oh, you want me? Yeah, here we go, Robin. Yes. What do you get when you cross a goat and a, a computer? I I would guess an electronic shredder. Oh, that's right. No, that's, oh, that's a good that's one. That's that cute. was good. I like it. You ready for this? A ram. Oh, you're into oh. okay. Yeah, okay, you're into the that's computer technics. Oh. Okay. that's pretty do, good. All right, I had to do that one. For I'll you. give you that one. Yeah, yeah, I had to yeah, do that yeah. One yeah, that was good. There you go. I like that. Okay, okay, a ram. That's a ram. Cross. Yeah, cross. That was computer. my uh, college mascot too. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, nice. Colorado State Rams. Oh, there you go. CSU all the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, dog parks. We're talking about dog parks. Everybody knows I'm not fond of them. I know. Yep. And, and you know, the, the big thing, you just, there are factors as an owner you just have to remember. There's no one screening those dogs. Right. So you're walking into an unknown. You know, if you're unsure of a dog park, treat it like you would the daycare. Go there without your dog. Okay. Take a look around. What do you think of the other owners? What do you think of the other dogs? Right. Do the other dogs seem to be getting along? Does there seem to be a bully? You know, are the, are the people friendly? Are they not friendly? You know, just... Get a gauge okay. for the park itself. You know, every park, like anywhere else, is going to have a personality. Oh, exactly, exactly. So, you know, you get a feel for the park that you're considering, and if you don't like that park, find another one. They're, they're everywhere. Yeah, they, yes, they are. Yes, they and they're are. everywhere, and there, there are good ones and there are bad ones. Or not bad ones, but, you know, they're, yes. it's just a mix of dogs. Yes, and that's so. Exi- so okay. nobody's sorting the dogs, so right. you don't know what you're walking into. You are responsible for the safety of your dog, whatever you need to do to keep your dog safe. Right. I have been known to go to a dog park with a squirt gun. Um, my dogs are spray bottle trained, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which basically means that I use the big... Um, uh, the taller ones. Yeah, the really big power yeah, really, yeah, spray the, bottles. Right, that have so a I long stream. For like four to five feet. Yep, 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 yep. And, and you taught me that yeah. that was a great way to be an extension of myself. <laughs> yeah. So that when they decide not to listen to my mouth, yeah. I can get them with the spray bottle and they think... Holy oh. cow, she can get me anywhere. Yeah, there you go. So um, I'm a big fan of the spray bottle. I actually use one at work. Okay. Um, I, I, use, I will take one. I have a, a squirt gun that I take with me just because it's convenient and small right. to the dog park. Um, I have been yelled at before by other people for spraying their dogs, but <laughs> it's the safety of my dog. So I was going to tell people, too, if you, you know, find a pushy woman who seems to think she knows everything at the dog park, it's probably me. Yeah. Come on up and say hi. Because it's really hard to get out of daycare mode as a handler going right. to a dog park. Oh, you betcha. You're looking so, for the safety of overall because nobody else is really paying attention. Right, right. Yeah. And so, I mean, dog parks can be a great way to meet other pet owners in your neighbor or in your community. Um, it can be a great way to get your dog out into nature, spend some time with your dog, get to know your dog. Um, you know, it, it can be a lot of fun. You just have to remember. And so I, back to the, the child analogies, yeah. I, I think of it as taking your kid to the public pool. You know, you don't know who's going to be there. There really isn't anybody regulating who comes in. Right. And you have to watch your kid because there's danger. Right. And so it's kind of that same thing where you, if you're uncomfortable, you need to leave. Yes. Um, you know, you, you need to watch your dog. 
Right. And so, then the people that they're again back to if your dog is shy, that's not a place. A dog park is not a place for a dog. Right. You know, that's just something you work through obedience and building, you know, trick training and just building that dog's confidence level. Just shoving them in a dog park or a doggy playgroup does not make that bring that confidence level up. Absolutely. If your dog is shy, they have trouble uh, experiencing new things. They have trouble meeting new people. The best thing you can do for that dog is get them into a dog training class. Yep. The best thing that dog can do is see you at the end of that leash and you build that team so yep. that dog trusts you. Yep. And so if you build trust with, with each other, then that trust can be extended outside of the two of you. Right. And it may not be at a dog park. It may be just uh, maybe a neighbors that your dogs can get together and play, you know, and the dog is having fun or a coworker or a family member, you know what I mean? But everybody wants to, for some reason, wants to see, well, I want my dog to run across the field and fly and be free. And, you know, they just think that that's what they need to see. And they're, they're disappointed if they have a dog's personality that doesn't, isn't conducive to that. Well, I want my kid to be a major league baseball player, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> so, you know, I, as, an, as an owner, as a parent, whatever you want to consider it, I can want a lot of things. Right. But I have to look at the truth. Yes. And the truth is that some dogs do not enjoy the party atmosphere. Nope. Whether it's at daycare or whether it's at a, at a dog park. Right. For some dogs, that is going to be the epitome of their day. Right. That is going to be everything they've ever wished for. Right. And, and, you know, that's great. There's room for everybody. Right. You know, everybody can, can exist. And if your dog's not social, like I said, get them to training classes. Make that your doggy daycare or dog park time. Right. Because you're mentally stimulating them. So they're going to be tired or, right. you know, by trying to think and relate to what you're trying to teach them. Then running, running, all that does is build an athlete. And so what used to take an hour to tuck them now takes two hours or three hours because you built such an athlete. But mentally draining them will, will drain them. Everybody, I know a lot of people, they work hard, but they still want the dog and they still want to, you know, so they try, they think by bringing it to the dog park that, well, okay, we'll get that edge off. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah. And so that's why the, they have, people take more time to mentally, you know, stimulate them. And then right. also you got the dogs that are truly bullies, you know, where they come oh, in sure. flying into the dog park like, I'm cool and you are not. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, you know, dogs learn those kind of behaviors. You know, the, if, if I take my dog to the park every day, they start to think, that it's their park uh-huh. and they will continue to think it's their park as long as I allow them to think it's their park. Okay. If I insist that they play nice by breaking them up, by moving them away from the group and taking them on a walk on the hiking trails, Good. if I, you know, whatever is necessary, get that, you know, make sure that I have a good recall. You know, when you go to an off leash dog park, your dog better listen to you. <laughs> you better be able to call your dog and have them come to you. Exactly. You better be able to, you know, we use the growl, you know, you taught me to use the, ah, ah. <laughs> you know, and, and when my dog hears that in a crowd, He's, ah. he stops, yeah. perks his ears up and is like, what? Oh. Yeah. And so, you have to have a dog that listens to you. If your dog goes to the dog park and completely ignores you, you need to go to a training class. Yeah, yeah, and that that just yeah. So there's, it's not just putting letting your dog run and be free. It, there's a whole bunch that has to come in into the play so that everybody stays safe. Absolutely. And then that the book Canine Body Language by A. Oh, that's an excellent. That book. book there will teach people owners you know how to read their dogs and other dogs' body language. And like you say, when it starts getting quiet, you better hold on to your wigs and keys and right. you know where you're going to to calm the waters. <laughs> and you know if you're not a book person, you know you think that sounds boring to sit around and read a dog book. You know, personally, I think it's exciting reading. Yeah. Go to YouTube. 
Oh, there you go. Go to YouTube, search dog body language videos. Oh, okay. Well, there you know, you know, when you don't have anything to do on some night. Right. And just watch the videos. And what's great about a video is you can see it happening real really? time. Yeah, that's true. That is very good. That's very good. See, I don't use YouTube, so I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad somebody does. But that is very good. Because like you say, you really see it. You don't have to imagine it. Right. You know, you really see it. Right. And then just to concentrate on that so you get good at it and become second nature. Yep. To be able to see it. Okay, so the dog part is now you are the one. There's nobody sectioning these dogs out. So the dog parts, you have to be the one. Is my dog personality conducive to the group they're playing with? And you have to be on top of the situation, correct? Right. And not every dog is good for a dog park or a doggy play group. Nope. you got to be honest. Maybe, you know, like some people, they want their dog to do agility, and the dog looks at it like, yeah, if you really want it done, go for it. But I am not into that, you know. <laughs> and so that's what you've got to be fine. There's every dog, just like every person, we all have our niches that we can do and we like to do. And so you just got to find it. Uh, through the years, I've known many hunters that have gotten a lab, you know, to go hunting with, and that dog is like, you want it, you get it. Or they're, you know, they're gun shy, and then they're just... Uh, they're just blown apart because the dog, they got the dog to do a specific deed and they can't. Right. And so it's like, no, come on, be honest. Just like when you have two-legged kids, you know, I want, to, well, I just wanted to make sure that none of my, if I, I only had one. But I, I just, don't, please don't be allergic to animals. That's all I ask. <laughs> please don't be allergic to animals. Okay, that, because I, that, I, I'm not getting rid of anybody. It's going to be a really close thought. I have to build you a little house off to yourself, you know. <laughs> but anyway, so, okay, anything else to add, Robin? I think I have gabbed on long enough. Oh, good! You did an awesome, yeah, very good. And and if uh, like I said once again, what where do you where do you work? Give up. <laughs> I work for Dog Days, okay. who also owns Metro Dogs in Minneapolis. Okay. And Dog Days has three locations: one off of Creton and Vandalia, off ninety four in St. Paul; okay. one on University Avenue in downtown St. Paul; and a small dog group on Grand Avenue. All right. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Katie. Hey, I got a, I got a, a quick uh, a joke for you just before you go here, okay? okay? What do you call a polar bear in Hawaii? Uh, think about it, think about it, think about it. And I have a good image of a polar bear in swim trunks with an umbrella drink. Oh, no. Yeah, there you go. No, what you do you call a polar bear in Hawaii? Lost. Okay. <laughs> so on that Indeed. note, there you go. Thank you so much. You take care, Robin. Thank you, Katie. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. And we'll be back. Don't touch the dial. Thank you for tuning in and sharing your Sunday afternoon. Robin, she's an awesome gal. And uh, like I said, I've known her a great friend, and she really is a dog. She was a dog in a former life. She she gets it. That's why I, the very first class she came through, I'm like, you got it. She's got the talent. So I want to thank her for spending her afternoon with us and educating us because I'm not into that area. So we'll talk to the person that's in the trunch. All right, let's head to the phone line. Sounds good. We're going to talk to Sue. All right. And Sue just has a, I don't know, connection to what Robin was talking okay. about. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Hey, Sue, how you doing? I'm great, Katie. How are you? Good, good. What are you doing this afternoon besides waiting to talk on the line? <laughs> oh, I just got back in town from doing the family Christmas oh, thing. Okay, well, but, I thought you were going to be gone until tomorrow morning. Oh, nope. Okay. Back in the saddle. And, and you all made it? We did. Good. We all made it. Everybody's healthy and well, and I'm back and loved picking up my dog. Oh, yeah. And she loved being picked up. So. <laughs> mommy, well, mommy. you know, um, I absolutely love the whole segment that you and Robin did. I have a lot of respect for both of you, and um, it's nice to hear Robin's perspective um, as a person that's in the trenches Correct. doing that. And 
since I have um, worked in early childhood for many, many years, I know that you don't want to compare dogs and humans. Well, they do, though. They, you know, kids and dogs kind of read the same book and go through the same stages in a way. Yes. Like, dogs just go through those stages faster. That's all. Yes, they do. <laughs> and that, yes, in many ways, they go through yes. it much faster. Yeah. But what I was thinking about is um, the correlation between parents picking a place for doggy daycares or the correlation also with playgroups. Exactly. When parents are going to check out a program for their child, they do exactly what's being done with parents or what Robin is suggesting about going in, talking, interviewing, and all that. And I thought there might be some people out there that are doing more with children than, and they have a dog, but they haven't started doing that. And the same thing with playgroups. You know, that there are many um, parents that, that go to playgroups without supervision, yep. but again, they are the ones that are monitoring their children rather than somebody else coming in. So I think the correlate, I mean, you and I have talked about, you know, me teaching swimming and you teaching dogs right. and the correlation between that, but also with um, early childhood or with parents as child care consumers. Oh, the, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yep, they do. They go through the same stages, and so that's why the correlation between kids and kids there is that is huge. And you got to yes. pay attention. You just don't drop them off and walk away because it's right. convenient for you, and you got to get to work. And you don't have really truly understand know who is watching your two legged kid or your four legged kid. Right. So. You know, and I know a lot of childcare programs, and there are also some doggy daycare programs that have uh, the cams in there. The, oh, yeah. the yep. you know, so that they the parents can watch. watch their children or their exactly. dogs or. Yep. You know, if they have one in childcare and one in doggy daycare, they could be on the video cam yeah. all day while they're at work. There, so there you, you go. go. And they won't get no work done because they're That's watching right. their kids. <laughs> That's right. So I didn't have anything earth-shaking. to. I just, I just wanted to make that comment because mm-hmm. I was thinking about that, and I know that Robin mentioned about the correlation between kids, but yeah. it's also with parents being consumers with what they're looking for. so Exactly, and that's huge. It, you know, uh, and a lot of times people don't check it out. And But yeah, like I said, whether it be a two-legged or four-legged kid, I, if I'm leaving them, boy, I'm going to make sure I asked a lot of questions and yes. I'm very comfortable. So Yes, and whether it's our dogs, our two-legged or our four-legged mm-hmm. family members, they are Even very our, important our, to our, us. Right, our aged parents, you know, that they have to go into a home yes. or whatever, you know. The whole thing is asking questions, you know, That's and a lot right. of people don't. They just assume that everybody's doing their job. And unfortunately, and, there are places of that people don't do their job. <laughs> you know, and I think we've talked before about being proactive versus reactive. Yep. And being proactive, if you think you're going to be using um, a doggy daycare or a dog park to really check it out and go watch and see what's going on. And, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think I it's great. It. I know it. No, I'm glad. Well, thank you for calling in and sharing. Yes, I and I'm glad you're you home. spending the time on this topic. Oh, I yep. think it's great. Well, no, that was, I was really impressed that she, and, and Robin's so good. She articulates so well. You know, she's, yeah, she's, a, yes. she needs a radio show. <laughs> there you go. You've got your, you've got your uh, person that will follow you after you retire. There you go. Hey, 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 don't say that word, retire. Okay. Don't say that R word. <laughs> no, I won't. Okay. Thanks you so have much, a good Katie. evening, Sue. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> No R word here. No R word. Rest and recoup. That's about it. And then back up, back up in the saddle again, right? Yes, All right. absolutely. Where are, we, where are we at? We got time. Okay. All yeah, right. If you got a question, give a holler. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Because we don't have any. We got one person that's coming up right now. Otherwise, we've got open lines. So we yeah. Get to you. Okay, who's up? So Crystal's up. And Crystal has a question about her adult dog grabbing like 
the leg of her other dog and shaking it. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. She'll explain a little bit more. All right. Hi, Crystal. Thanks for holding. Oh, hi, Katie. I have a five-and-a-half-month-old Australian cattle dog mix named Pepper uh-huh. and then a four-year-old Husky. Yeah. And we've had the um, the puppy for about a month and a half, and I can't ever have them out at the same time. They just go at each other 100%. Right. Yep. So I have them both on leashes, and I try to wait till they're more calm. And then once they get close to each other, they mouth each other, mouth each other. Uh-huh. My so- husky play bows, which is good. Yep. But then um, even when they're more calm, he'll want to take her leg and just start shaking. And then he did it to her neck once, too. Okay. And I'm right there, so I correct him. Yep. But what you want to do... I'm just wondering. It, what you want to yeah. do is, hey, hey, hey. What you, you want to do is, is get them to understand what is... Uh, what they can do and what they can't do. What is good behavior, what is bad behavior. So if he starts okay. to do that, let him be dragging the, you're talking about Pepper, correct? Yeah. And the naughty one? Okay, now then let Pepper. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Coda, the husky okay. is okay. being naughty to my puppy. Okay, yeah. Coda's being naughty to the puppy, okay. Yeah. And then let put Coda on the, the leash, and so mm-hmm. let him drag it around. And so if you can, you can see by watching him, you can almost see it coming now and before they really get in. Ah, 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 be nice, be nice. And then redirect. Get him onto something else, okay? Don't okay. wait to see. you got to try to redirect and get them onto something else so that then eventually, you know, it will... They, they won't see each other as such an object, especially with Pepper being such a young, you know, pup. You know, he's full of the dickens, too. You know, wants to, you know, okay, well, let's play. Well, oh, wait a minute. I don't want to play like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and so, yeah. So it's just going to be time and mental maturing, you know, so that those two can learn to get away. And you can just do the, ah, 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 be nice. And then redirect. Where's your ball? Or let's go over here. You know what I mean? Get them onto something else. So they learn not to just keep jabbing at each other and keep mouthing each other. You know, that, that that's the thing that we don't do anymore. We, we do other things because you're teaching them other things to do. Does that make oh, sense? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But let yeah, the one that the instigator let let him drag a leash around. So you got the one pick up. Ah ah ah. You be nice. Okay, Coda. Let's go. Let's go over here. And if you have to go sit on the leash, you know, and let Coda settle down for a little bit. Why Pepper's mm-hmm. you know around? But if now Pepper Pepper tries to come over and antagonize Coda. Ah ah ah. You get get get. You know, so don't allow that to happen. All right. Where? Oh, okay. Okay. So you you got to get them to learn that they can learn to just hang out and not. Well, one is uh, is being controlled. The other one gets the pound on it vice versa you know so right. you got to teach it but the word is going to be hey ah be nice because my little mm-hmm. gilligan you know thinks ethel ethel the three pounder right is uh, yeah. his personal toy to drag around the house so he wants right. to grab her by the ear and every once in a while he'll grab her by the leg and he's very gentle about it but the thing uh-huh. is like wrong so when he goes up to her i get I, you know right away i can see it happening i'll just yeah. give it into his head ah wrong be nice be nice and then he backs up and looks at me wags his tail and goes on to something else you know, okay. so that's what you want to get them to know, learn to do is that you can follow through that when you step in and say something, they, you know, step away and then they're waiting for you to redirect. Okay, where's the ball? Where's dad? You know, where's something? You know, get them onto something else. If you have to do a timeout, if they're really, you know, having an antagonistic day, <laughs> uh-huh, then uh-huh. it's timeout. Somebody's in a kennel, somebody's not. So, okay. 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 So just to, like I say, but I'm sure they're going to go back and forth on this. Uh-huh. And so you okay. just got to just set the rules and follow through. Okay. Okay, Katie. So what what kind of, so so what type of play is appropriate for them? Um, is it no mouthing at all so well, that no, it doesn't get long, to the point? No, no, no. You know, uh, just some dogs' mouth do more mouthing. Okay, but see, yeah. you can tell by the sounds that are coming if it's starting to get carried away. 
Okay, oh, if they okay. really are starting to get really fast and really, really pokey, then time out. Oh, no. okay, got no. it. But if they just are kind of rolling around going, rah, 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 <laughs> okay. okay, then that's fine. But if they're like, rah, 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 and then you can, you can hear it escalating, it's like, okay, no, yeah, yeah, you want to watch that amperage. <laughs> okay, got it. Okay, but th- so that's the thing is that you got to teach that now what the rules are before somebody okay. they, before it goes over the edge and somebody does get hurt and then all of a sudden a fight ensues because you know oh wait a minute you you really hurt me this time and rah, rah, rah. <laughs> okay <laughs> just okay. like if you had two-legged kids you know if they're starting to amp it up you you know right away somebody's gonna get hurt so what do you do you step yeah. in okay, okay you don't wait for that to happen you know you're figuring well eventually they'll learn well no they just learn to antagonize each other more okay you got to give them okay. something else to do okay redirect and then you, what you, you want to learn, get them to understand is when you come in and you say, ah, be nice, they stop doing what they're doing and they back off and go on to something else. All right? Okay, thank you. And I was just worried about, because um, my husky does kill rabbits and stuff yep. in the backyard mm-hmm. and I've seen him, you know, shake them and yep, stuff. Yep. So mm-hmm. I just got a little nervous. He doesn't see my puppy as prey or anything, right? Cause well, he... No, well, we hope not. <laughs> you know, because you got to remember, huskies are traditional uh, dog killer, a little dog, you know, not likers, and yeah. also cat not likers. But usually, if right. any, anything's in pursuit, you know, the dog yeah. races to it. It's a game. They grab it, they shake it, they drop it, say, okay, come on, let's go play again. Well, too yeah. late. You know, so you just got to oh. be the referee with that. But he's not, your, hus- your husky's not doing it out of malice. Okay. Um, okay. If he was doing it out of malice, he'd shred that thing and eat it, right? He'd, yeah, he 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 would have hurt her by now if it oh, was. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. so, no, you're, so you just pay attention. Remember, any at any time, you know, two and four legged kids can get a little not nice. Well, amped so, up. Okay. Yep. So you be the bomb. Just keep an eye on your kids. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. You bet, kiddo. Take care. <laughs> bye bye. Okay. Once again, if you got a question, give a holler six five one six four one one zero seven one. We have open lines. Why do seagulls fly over the sea? Why do seagulls fly over the sea? We'll be right back. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for spending your Sunday afternoon or evening, but you ever want to call this because it's dark. You know, once the sun goes down, it seems like it's the evening, not afternoon. In the summer, this seems like afternoon, but not right now. Okay, why do seagulls fly over the sea? Um, that's a great question. Because if they flew over the bay, they would be bagels. Oh, <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Okay. There you go. Good one, Katie. Over the sea, good one. The seagulls. Sea, over seagulls. The bay. Bay. They're bagels. Bagels. Yeah. I uh, get it. There you go. That's pretty good. Thank I, you very I do much. like that one. Oh, great. I appreciate it. Hey, yeah. got open lines. Give a holler. 651 641 1071. Who do we have online? Okay. We have Judith online, and she has a question about one of her dogs. She has two dogs. One okay. of her dogs is eating the other dog's poo. Mm-hmm. And then she has a question about shedding. All right. All right. Hi, Judith. How you doing? Hi. I really enjoy your show, Katie. Well, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate you tuning in. Uh, now, what kind of puppers do you have? Well, the older one's a lab, about four years old. Okay. And the little one is a Morky, and she's um, six and a half months old. Okay. And who's eating who? The little one eats the big one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, usually when dogs are uh, uh, eaters, uh, you know, poop eaters, usually what that means is that their digestive system is kind of in the toilet. They're looking for enzymes that they don't have, and that's all they, why they eat rabbit poop, deer poop, other dogs' poops, things like that, or their own poop. They're looking for enzymes. So okay. Usually what, if most poop eaters, if you put them on a good probiotic as some digestive okay. enzymes, and then what food is you, are you feeding? 
Well, it's actually is my daughter's dogs that I help her with them a lot. Okay. <clears throat> they've had wonderful luck. They've had labs that live to be very old on science diet, so they're giving the little one science diet. I know that that's probably not the best thing, but that's yeah. what they think. Yeah. I would, I would change the diet on that six-month-old. I really would. Uh, because and, your science diet has got a lot of corn in, and I'm just, that, that, you know, there's, the quality of ingredients is what I'm looking at. Okay. Okay. So, but anyway, so but I, I if they really want to get between the probiotic, the digestive enzymes, and then uh, I would change the food to like maybe try one of the, uh, uh, what do you call it, Nutrisource, like beef and rice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Try one of the beef and rice. They have lamb and rice. They have trout and rice. I would try that. I don't like to put grain. Remember, you don't want to feed a dog grain free totally unless there is a reason why they have allergens really bad. So I okay. go every other bag as a grain-free bag. But the thing is, is with this little dog, you know, like if you got a six-pound bag, you'd have to cut it in foursies and put four of them, put them all in Ziploc bags in the market, let's say beef, okay, and put it in the freezer and then take out one because you want to do some rotation here is the main. You don't want to be feeding the same thing over and over and over again, okay? But okay. but anyway, so that's what I would do. I would try the, the Nutrisource beef and rice. A lot of people and the dogs love it. But anyway, and then and then, the, and then alternate it with lamb and rice. Yeah, or yep, yep. And then maybe eventually you could do a, a you know, a grain free, like they're, they're turkey grain free. Okay, but you okay. don't want to feed grain free on a regular, regular basis unless there's a reason for it. You know, okay. because the dog has got some allergies. You want to rotate the the formulas, right? And you don't want right. to feed any formula longer. Little dogs have a tendency. After three days, they don't want anything again, and so they get deemed as picky dogs. And so you you do best to like rotate. That's why I put it in a Ziploc freezer bag and put it in the freezer. And so you could just take out what you need, soak it in water until it's soft, and then give it to the dog. Okay. So I, um, but otherwise, and then the shedding. Now, are you talking about the lab shedding or the more? Yes, yes. It's an English lab, and she has a real, an undercoat that sheds more than the other labs right. they had. And if they get her off a of science diet. <laughs> well, anyway. I don't know that that'll change, but no, they I might don't. add supplements. Okay, they, yeah. they do have a green supplement that they give. I don't. It's a powder. I don't remember what okay. it's called. What but. you got to remember is when uh, dogs shed, if they shed year-round, it means their omega-3s and 6s are low. All right, okay. and especially mm-hmm. when the furnace goes on to where the furnace goes off, every dog should be on fish oil or some kind of omega three or six or nine, you know, for mm-hmm. at least five days a week, at least five days a week. And then when okay. the furnace goes off, then you could just do it two times a week. All right, but oh, right okay. now they need it five days. If not, if you want to do seven days, that's fine. You know, if the dog is really shedding bad or the or the cat is really shedding bad, then I'll say do it for seven days a week until you start getting things under control. Because usually it has to excess shedding has to do with the omega threes and sixes and nines, and it has to do with what quality of food that they're feeding. Because a dog and cat should only shed twice a year, once in the spring, once in the fall. And if your dog or cat sheds anytime in between, it's the food, and then the you know they need more supplements. Okay. How much of the omega threes should they get? And it, is there a particular brand? Okay, yeah. There's a. It says when you when you buy them, it tells you how much you give for the poundage of dog. I use like PB eight. That's in the health yep, food store. I, I know what that is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. And so, like for the little dog, give them half out wide. Just you can't OD probiotics. Okay. So okay. for the big dog, I'd give them like two a day, and for the little dog, I give one a day. It's just I take the capsules apart and mix it in with their food. Is what I do. Okay. 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 Or mix it with canned pumpkin or canned yogurt. But anyway, but the and so, because uh, you just don't want to put, you don't put it on the dry food because it won't adhere to nothing, right? Okay. So, so you got to mix it with either plain, uh, plain yogurt or canned pumpkin if you don't water down the food, okay? All right. 
Okay, so give Thank that. You. That's very helpful. Thank okay, you. you bet, kiddo. Take care. Bye bye. All righty then. Yeah, there's a lot of difference out there, you know. But there's, you know, there's a, you know, I do. I sound like a infomercial at times. <laughs> But uh, like I said, there is, you know, you got Vital Planet, you got Animal Essentials, you know, those are really good uh, ones also. So you got to do your homework and get out there. You want billions and billions and at least four different strains. That's it. That means that it's good stuff. Okay. Okay. Where are we at? Okay. We can start another one. All right. All right. We're going to go to Brady and Brady has a question about a dog eating chocolate and how you can help if there's anything you can do to help. Oh, okay. Okay. Hi, Brady. How you doing? Good. Good. Okay. So what happened? So our dog got into a little bit of chocolate and we were just wondering if there's like anything to make sure like it doesn't like throw up or like to help it so it's not. Okay. okay what? She has been throwing up every day. She has been? Yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. What kind of dog? A Boston Terrier puppy. Okay. And how, uh, how old? Six months. Six months. Okay. When did she eat the chocolate? chocolate i think yesterday she ate the chocolate yesterday yesterday okay was it milk chocolate or dark chocolate milk chocolate milk chocolate oh, milk chocolate okay and so also had a, like a, a cowhide or a intestine thing with a beef intestine. a beef intestine that she had a big chunk of it and that she threw that up too oh she also had a like a beef intestine and she threw that up too okay has he thrown at, at all up today no no it was yesterday okay then how how is her, how much milk chocolate did she eat? It was like two pieces of a Kit Kat. Like two pieces of a Kit Kat. Oh, okay. Big ones? Like the regular size. Yeah, the, okay. like the normal okay. size. Okay. Because um, cho- uh, milk chocolate doesn't have the theobromine in like the dark chocolate does. Okay. And so it can rattle her. her uh, but now, uh, how is she today? How's her doo-doos? Is she eating normal? What's going on today? She's eating normal, but she hasn't done a lot of poop. But it's like bubbly gassy okay she's she's like yeah bubbly and gassy okay okay um but uh, how's her demeanor is she lethargic or is she just herself but a little bit gassy <laughs> yeah she's herself just a little bit gassy and just a little bit off okay she's a little bit off okay uh it's up to yourself remember i'm not a vet okay now if this is my dog you know um uh I would just, I'd give it the 24 hour and see how things are going. If she's not, po- you know, throwing up and pooping today, then they, that's normal for yesterday too, you know, especially like those rawhide things that can make them throw up too. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, so if uh, that's what I would do is I'd have a, maybe just give her some canned pumpkin for her, okay. her system to settle down. You could brown a little bit of hamburger or turkey, ground turkey and put, mix it with that uh, uh don't do rice because rice is really hard. It's high in starches. And so okay. it used to be give them, you know, uh, uh, hamburger and rice. Now it's either uh, hamburger or turkey, you know, a ground turkey uh, with uh, sweet potatoes or canned pumpkin. That's easier on their gut system, okay? okay. But if okay. it doesn't seem like, because usually if they eat the chocolate, what you want to do, you know, that was yesterday. Okay, usually what you want to do is you, you, you can make, well, especially if it's dark chocolate with a small dog, you, do, you give them peroxide to make them throw up. Okay. okay, but you but because of the time here, you see the dog. So what you've got to do is go on your own gut instinct. If you feel that the dog is not doing well, then get him in and have him. T- because now throwing up doesn't it doesn't help the dog any. You know what I mean right, right. now because it's in the dog's system. 
Okay. So anyway, so but like I said, milk chocolate is not as damaging as the dark chocolate. With that, the higher, you know how it says eighty percent cocoa, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or whatever. Okay, that's the higher theobromine, and that's really toxic, especially to small dogs. All right, okay. but the okay. milk chocolate's a little bit more forgivable. But there again, every dog is sick. so. My guess is, yeah, she got a little bit of an upset tummy, but just keep an eye on, you know. And then, like I say, just give her bland things right now. Don't give any rawhide chews or anything like that. All right, just want to stay with bland, like the canned pumpkin or sweet potatoes with ground hamburger or ground uh, turkey or whatever for a couple okay. of days and then work her back in and just see how her doo-doos do. But you see the dog. If you think the dog is starting to take a header, time to get him into the you know the vet right away. Okay, so the whole thing, okay. remember, I'm not a vet, but if this was my dog, this is this is what I would do, being that she hasn't thrown up today and she hasn't, you know, yeah, she's gassy, but she look what she did yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have another question about her stool, if you have a second. Sure. She... When she, she's always been like this, the vet said that her her little tail has like a pocket underneath it. Okay. Um, like it doesn't cover her whole bum. Okay. Yeah, she's a Boston Terrier, so that's normal. But okay. every time she goes poop, she always leaves some behind. It like she just can't pinch it off. And whether it's hard or soft stool, there's always a little something. So we have to literally like wipe her every time she goes. <laughs> Well, welcome to having a Boston Terrier with a weird tail. Oh, no. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Same with, like, uh, if you got pop belly pigs, they have some pigs that have, you know, it just has to do with their tails. You know, same with, like, the bull, English Bulldogs. Sometimes they're not docked enough. And so, you know, it's or the doctor, you know, so that's the whole thing. It's it, There's nothing you can do other than if you want to put her through the misery of redocking that t- tail, which I wouldn't. I would just, you know, just get used to grabbing a piece of grass and wiping her bum. <laughs> Oh, man, and the whole, it's hard, it's hard. I know, oh. but otherwise, too, like, hopefully, maybe as she gets older, as she gets bigger, maybe things will, you know, move a little, so okay. it, that won't happen, you know what I mean, whereas when her body starts growing into it, you know, because she's still got to, she grows up until she's a year and a half, okay, and yep. so who knows, maybe by getting longer and then more muscles back there, she could hold it up more, we don't know, so give it some time, okay? Oh, is it because she can't hold the tail up, is that Correct. why? Yeah, it could be, uh, yep, yep. So, so it just, uh, it just depends on when they're docked, you know, if, what muscles they hit and such like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, it wasn't docked. I mean, that's just how they grow. Okay. Right. Yep. Well, oh, I don't okay. know. Some do dock do dock them. Some do, okay. you know, they are short tail, but they, you know, some do dock, redock them, you know, because they want a different look. I don't know how to explain it. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. So just, yeah, just hope that maybe she, she'll grow a little bit more and get more muscles back there and things will be okay. Okay. All right. Thanks so much. You bet. Good luck. Take care. Bye. 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 When do fireflies get stressed out? When do fireflies get stressed out? We'll be back. Carly song. Who sings it? This is uh, by Pink. Oh, is but it? But it's uh, um, it's from The Greatest Showman. Oh yeah, I the movie. That one, yeah. So she okay. redid that. But oh, yeah, cool. All right. Yeah, I like it. No, she um, movie. she did this with her daughter. Oh yeah, yeah. So they sang like a little she duet a daughter together. Old enough to sing like this? Well, it's not Pink. like like she's not as powerful as Pink, but, but they I mean, they did like a little duet at the beginning, I think. And then, I'm thinking that she has kids <clears throat> that are five or six. No, Pink. yeah, she had. I think her uh, daughter is like seven, oh, okay. maybe. Okay, I don't know no, though. Yeah. But okay, yeah, it's when, one of my favorites. When do fireflies get stressed out? Uh. They get stressed out. Yeah, when do they get? Oh, I don't. Um, when, when their they, lights out. When they need to lighten up. Oh, when very good. All up. right. There you go. Yes, All that right. that would be stressful. Yep. 
Okay, that was the last one for the day. Boom, 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 boom. All right, let's hit the last call for the day. Sounds good. We're going to talk to Emily, and Emily has a question about her Cocker Spaniel that is shaking. Oh, okay. Hi, Emily. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. How old's your pupper? Five. Okay, and what's going on? Um, We, she has always, not at nearly as frequently, but she's always kind of had a, she'd go in little spurts of, you know, shaking and it would be, you know, excitement or, you know, nothing serious. And she's been doing it a lot more lately. And we don't know if it's anxiety related or stomach related or what's going on. Okay. So give me an example as far as what is somebody coming to the house and she's shaking like, you know, cause the cockers, they don't have no tail most of the time. So their whole body, you know, shakes, but is it, right. is it the happy shake right. or is it the nervous shake? Um, I would say most of the time a nervous shake. Okay. So, um, like what? What's going on? She, well, it's, I mean, a variety of times it'll be, you know, when we come home or, you know, we'll just be sitting on the couch watching TV and she'll be shaken and, um, you know, it's not, it's hard to tell if it's anxiety related because she'll, you know, even if you pick her up and wrap her in a blanket or something and hold her, hold her, you know, she's still not. She still continues to shake. Um, huh. That, well, so there's nothing going on like a loud noise or strange people or things like that. She's, no. She's just shaking. Yep. Huh. Okay. Um, like when you go for, what? Well, okay, let's say somebody comes over to the house. Yeah. What, what, what does she do? Okay, I knock, knock on the door. You say, just a minute. Okay, let me in. Okay, now what is she doing when I come in the door? She'll she'll get excited and wag her tail and bark a couple times and then she goes on to be her normal self and then you know it's not specifically occurring at specific times um, but it'll just be you know periodically that she does it and it's not. Um, Are you sure it's just like, not excitement because. Usually there's got to be a trigger for the dog to be shaking or a noise, a noise that let's say a timer goes off and then they get a little bit worried about that. Well, they'll shake, right. but then come down, you know, um, or yeah. a sound on a TV and they'll shake and, you know, come down. What do you normally do when she does that then? Um, try to calm her down, hold her, you know. Okay, but see what you got to do. Make her feel comfortable. Okay, but what you got to do is what you got to see from the dog's point of view. Okay, if she's shaking for a reason, like a sound or something like that, something that she's worried about. Okay, mm-hmm. humans coddle. They're there, there, everything's all right, okay? Dogs don't know what that is. All they know that if they're shaking and you're coddling them, that they must be reacting correctly. So you're compounding the problem, all right? So what you okay. got to do is when she's shaking, where you think it's, you know, it's not just a happy, happy shake, and then you go, oh, yay, you, look at how happy you are, yay, you. But if it seems like it's the nervous, worried shake, then what you need to do is redirect her. Hey, where's your ball? Well, where's mom? Well, well, let's go check this out. Move her on to something else. Get her mind on to something else. You got to build her confidence, all right? Through dog training, that's huge. Tricks, go get a trick book. Uh, Have everybody in the household pick a trick and teach her tricks. Yep. Because what you got to do is... If she's, because my Gilligan, who's 10 pounds, he's a Yorkie Cairn Terrier. And what his mm-hmm. uh, key was, when I turned the fan on over the, uh, the stove, oh my, thought, you, you thought the Martians have landed in the house, okay? He was just, uh, he was over the edge. And I'm just like, are yep. you kidding me? 
So then basically what we just did is, you know, I'd feed them, you know, away from the, uh, from the range and I'd turn it on, turn it off, turn it on. It took me probably three months of putzing with that, that now every once in a while, if I turn it on, you know, he'll jump, but then, then he's fine. You know what I mean? He just wasn't expecting right. it, but it, t- it took me about three months to desensitize him to that sound. Right. Yeah. Like just doing treats. Uh, and then feeding them when it's on and, you know, just stuff like that. And so that's what you got to do is figure out if it's a happy, happy or if it's a nervous. And if it's a nervous, okay. you got to really make sure that you don't coddle them at that time. you got to help them gain confidence, redirect yep. them onto something, right? Okay. Like, where's your ball? Or let's go play. Or let's do a trick. Yep. Or, you know what I mean? Want to go outside? <laughs> you know, get mm-hmm. him onto something else or whatever he was nervous about. And that's why I asked right. when I came in the house, what does he do? Does he try to run from me and bark like, oh, my God, we have got a space alien in the house. Okay. Or, you know, was he happy to see me? Okay. So the thing yep. is, is that he was happy to see me the way it sounded. So basically, it sounds like to me is that there may be a certain noise or something that he might pick up in your house that he reacts accordingly. And then what you got to help him do is build confidence that he doesn't fall into oblivion from that. Just redirect, teach a trick, say, okay. hey, let's go over here and work on this. And so then pretty soon yep. you should see him being a little bit more, he can buck it up <laughs> and deal with it. But don't yep. coddle him, okay, because otherwise you're just compounding the problem. Because right. as humans have a tendency to do is we want to coddle when something's upset, but dogs don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Does that help you at all? For sure. Thank you so oh, much. Okay, you betcha. Happy cockering. <laughs> okay. Yep. Thank Take you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Cockers are kind of on the upswing. I know a couple people are getting cockers again. You know, they were kind of on the downswing for a while, and now they're kind of coming back again. So everything has it, you know. Beagles is huge. They'll go on a big upswing because they're the cutest dang puppy. But people just don't realize when they get a beagle, <laughs> the mindset of a beagle is that they are, their nose takes them every place but in your house. So they're cute, but they're a breed that you can never let be free because you will, the pound will be pick, picking them up a lot, <laughs> a lot. Like they're, they're fun, they're cute, they're stubborn, they're strong-willed. They're kind of hard to potty train because the whole world sits at the end of their nose. And that's with all hound dogs, beagle, basset, coon hounds, you know, the nose, the whole world sits at the end of their nose. So anyway, uh, so, but so the thing you people, if you don't train them, you can't blame them. You got to learn to think like a dog. You got to start, you got to, you know, something as simple as teaching tricks makes them sit still, hold a thought longer than a millisecond. And like what Robin said earlier, I forget to use YouTube because I don't use YouTube. <laughs> you know, whereas go out there and to find some different tricks to teach your dog. I can't tell you how much that builds a relationship between you and your dog. And it's fun. And then pretty soon you're showing your dog up. Whoa, wow, you got to see this latest trick that I just taught him. And so, and the dog can pick up on your silliness and happiness and you're proud of them and such like that. You know, all dogs should have good manners. I just started two new classes up at Katie's Canine. One is, yes, manners, please. <laughs> well, we just work on manners because, you know, and like, what Robin said about the uh, the the dog park. If your dog doesn't have a good calm, you have no business having your dog out in a dog park because in case something's coming up, you can't get their attention and bring it back to you. Okay, and so then. Uh so uh, then another class that I have that I, I go and see the brand new one up at Katie's Canine is uh, uh, it's called Yes, well, Let's Walk Nicely. And the reason is, or just let's watch night. Let's just walk nicely. All we do, all I do is teach you how to walk your dog, get a right training collar or whatever we need. And then how to, it's just a one time, one hour. Same with the yes banners, please. Just one time. And so you can check it out on my website. Go to mytalk1071.com and click on the Katie Canine show page. And then like, if you loved uh, the show today, please podcast it, pass it on. Uh, you can get all the details by going to my show page on mytalk1071.com. Also too, remember to, 
um, sign up, get your dogs entered in for the uh, the Winter Carnival Canine King Boreas or Canine Queen of Snows, go to my talk and click on events and then scroll down and click on a Doggy Depot. Okay, so thank you for listening, everybody. Don't hide your dogs, train them. Thank you, Carly. And folks, we'll see you next, or we'll hear you next week. Have a good one.